ovation. And his opponent, from Winnipeg, Manitoba, weighing 224 pounds, he is the IWGP US Heavyweight Champion. He is the best back machine. He is the cleaner. He is Kenny Omega. We welcome back Callum Barnes today. How are you doing, Callum? Yeah, early start, mate. I mean, yes. this uh, non-working has got me used to not setting an alarm. So when the alarm sets, because I am not a student of 19 years old that can stay <laughs> up all night and then go to a nine o'clock lecture, I had to sleep in. But getting up at a quarter to seven was uh, was the fun one. But all for a good cause, yes? Yeah, I really appreciate it. Because the only way I could make this show work today is if we did it like really early, basically. Four-hour show. I need to be kind of finished by about, what did I say, 10 past 12 to lunchtime yeah. UK time and then I'm off. So, yeah, I very much appreciate it. And let's get straight into it. Uh, and we yes. are reviewing, if you if you haven't guessed it already, we were reviewing last night's AEW New Japan Forbidden Door show from the sold-out Scotiabank Arena. That's the former Air Canada Centre in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And up first was MJF defending the AEW World Title against Hiroshi Tanahashi. Uh, Max had a robe on that read, New Japan is an indie. Uh, oh, on the back what of a bastard. Is, yeah, yeah, what a bastard. <laughs> um, Taz, Kevin Kelly and Excalibur were on the call to start the show. Um, I must be honest, I find it increasingly difficult to watch Tanahashi matches, um, primarily because he appears to be in such discomfort. And secondly, there's a really strong argument. You know, if someone said to, to, to me, I think Tanahashi is the best wrestler of all time, I can't say to you, well, I don't... I, I might think something else, but I feel like that's a very reasoned argument. Um, and now it's just like this is the, the him now is just nowhere near even the Omega match in what 2018, uh, 2019, and the stuff before that. It's just we're so, we're night and day, and it's quite sad, really. Um, and I and I feel like he can't really even get into fourth gear, let alone fifth gear. Um, as for the match, the crowd did their best to get into it, um, but I don't think this connected at a high level, unfortunately, at any point. Uh, MJF shockingly, uh, unexpectedly retained in 15 minutes and 32 seconds after striking Tanahashi with his dynamite, dynamite diamond ring, the most powerful ring in the history of the universe. Uh, and this would go into the it was all right category for me. Callum, what did you think of the opener? I'm really glad you said that about Tanahashi because it's one of those things I don't really want to admit to myself. No, I know. But it is yeah. it's a fact, isn't it? it? And I don't know who said it. I mean, it would have been perfect if MJF got the opportunity to say it. But years ago, Someone said he's Tanahashi's basically kept together with hairspray and duct tape, right? Yeah. And and going into this match, I thought this was going to be an easy win for MJF. Um, easy in the sense that he wouldn't lose it, not in the actual like squash match. But um, I thought if at any point they get me to gasp at a near fall, they had me. But yes, it it what it wasn't that. Yeah, Tanahashi a step behind being a step behind and it i i put this as a skip now i hate to say that for a tanahashi match wow. but uh, there was at no point i was gripped i thought tana was going to win uh, and the ref spot at the end of the match didn't do much to sway my enjoyment of this so um it was a it was a skip from me a skip that. wow that yeah. is uh, yeah. that's a shocking statement brutal coming in 
Um, right, up next, uh, Toronto's favourite, CM Punk versus Satoshi Kojima in the quarterfinal, well, first round, really, of the Owen Hart Foundation tournament. Um, Punk had MMA-style shorts on for this. Uh, and again, a big mixed reaction. Um, I thought there were even more boos uh, this time from the crowd than there were on Collision. And what a bunch of morons these people booing are or were. Um, <laughs> Punk actually did the Hogan-style ear to the crowd and then followed with a leg drop, which was quite a moment. And he won. Again, shocking result. You just couldn't predict these first two encounters, or could you? Okay. Um, Punk won in 13 minutes and 36 seconds with a GTS um, which I and I quite like this. I thought both looked good. Punk's mannerisms were fantastic, uh, and this just snuck into recommend category for me. Um, as for the booze, it is what it is. You know, I could go on a long rant about the facts at hand, and I guess it depends on what sort of individual you prefer. Cowardly, snidey ones—is that your—is that your genre of human, or those that stand up for themselves in a very straightforward way? I guess were you a Sean guy or a Brett guy in nineteen ninety-seven, and that probably is where you fall on this side of this argument. Uh, everyone has an opinion, but AEW have the opportunity to create something pretty special with this crowd if they play it carefully. I think Punk doesn't need to go full heel, but he has to have an edge, and I think that's the way to play this. Uh, what do you think about Punk and Kojima here? Yeah, um, you mentioned in the booze, you actually summed it up very well, you know, punk coming out to the booze, which uh, I guess, what's the famous phrase, we're not in Kansas anymore or yeah. we're not in Chicago <laughs> anymore, right? Yeah, and, and that was kind of a, a given. And any time there was a punk chance, like CM Punk from the crowd, it immediately got booed out, yeah. that section of the crowd. And um, it was a real interesting match. And I think uh, it, it got a recommend from me and this should be... Um, unlike the first match, you know, the MGF Tanner match, this is probably what should be the the old dads of Japan doing, right? Yeah. Um, K- um Kojima was was that and he, he gave a good performance. The old dads of Japan. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the old dads <laughs> of Japan, yeah. Uh, what did you think of the peck popping spot? I li- I liked it a lot, actually. I really liked <laughs> it. Good. Yeah, it was really That's good. That's what they needed to do, yeah. right? That's what they needed to do. And the booking of the match or the lead up to the match, I guess, was weird because probably everyone wanted Kenta. That yeah. was, you know, GTS versus GTS. And maybe the Kenta match was there. Maybe it never was. Conflicting reports on who, what, backstage politics, blah, blah, blah. But um, it was a recommend from me. Yeah, yeah so I think I we're think- um, synergy on that one. Kojima was in much better shape than Tanahashi, but I think Kojima's worked a lot less in the like, like next couple in the last few years, isn't he? He's not been in G one for quite no. probably five or six years now, I don't think. Um, but yeah, he was in he was in good good shape here, and I, yeah, mm. I thought this was enjoyable, and I thought Punk, you know, given his due, his first singles match, it just it went under fourteen minutes, but I thought he was, you know, there wasn't stuff that was going wrong in this. I thought it was pretty seamless, so yeah, fair, fair play to him. Um, and I'm not biased at all. Broadcast journalist. <laughs> um, right. Uh, Orange Cassidy versus Katsuro Shibata versus Zack Sabre Jr. versus Daniel Garcia for the international title is up next. Uh, this was high energy with the crowd into it from the get-go. Uh, and after a series of moves, Orange Cassidy cradled Daniel Garcia to retain the title in 11 minutes and 20 seconds. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. I thought looked particularly great here. Um, and again, this snuck again into low recommend for me. Uh, and afterwards, Sabre said, we're not done, Orange Bollocks. So perhaps that means a Wembley match in our future, which I would be resoundly up for. Uh, what did you think of the international title match? Um, yeah, I had this as all right. Up okay. Until the closing so, moment. Oh, okay, okay. Moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I want it for the record that it was, I put positive all right. Yes. But then I crossed that out and I put after the, after the closing moments, 
uh, I bumped it up to recommend because really, really fun four-way, great chemistry between the competitors. I don't think anyone was thinking, well, I don't think any anyone thought that uh, Garcia wasn't going to be the one to take the pin here yeah. because he was he was that man in did, did exactly what needed in that spot. Um, the fact that you had three champions from three different promotions, as the commentary team pointed out, I thought was really fun. Shows exactly what this pay per view, what what Forbidden Door should be. Uh, this yeah. coming together of, of promotions, um, a solid recommend for me. Um, I would say if there was a downer. It could be that I would prefer the singles match between some of yes. these guys. Yeah. But to your Wembley point, um, I think this is what was required, that this four-way was required at this point in the story to progress the story for, for better things to come down the road between these yeah. guys. And I, and I do think these shows, I've, I've said this, I think, in a couple of WhatsApp groups, there, and maybe even on Twitter as well, there, there is a political element to the, this show, without doubt, because if this was you or me booking it and you didn't care about when, who won, who lost... In, in the sense of company-wise, you just throw everything at this, wouldn't you? You'd have, you'd have Zach Sabre yes. Jr. and Orange Cassidy. You'd have it all. But actually, um, we'll get on to the, the, the kind of two main events and the results of those. Um, but clearly, there's some back and forth here. And actually, this yeah. four-way, Daniel Garcia, okay, he's not protected. We get him to, you know, he takes the full. Uh, and really, the two key people in it, Cassidy and Zach Sabre Jr., don't have to lose. So obviously, yeah. retained. But that, that there is a big element of that. Uh, and actually, that, that leads nice into the next match because, you know, who thinks Sonata and Jungle Boy, who thinks that Jungle Boy's going to win the title there? No one. Um, Hook was in Jungle Boy's corner. I thought they tried hard, uh, but the crowd didn't get into this again. I just think mm. you understand why this was the, the, challenge, the, the challenger, but you've got Sonata's a relatively new champion. I don't think he's got a particularly exciting reputation either. I don't mind that New Japan have given him a go after all these years, but... Yeah, just not someone that kind of particularly sets the world on fire. Uh, he retained in 1043 the Moonsault. Um, just all right for me. Uh, before we get on to what happened afterwards, uh, what did you think of the match? Oh, was actually, I was going to say, let's separate the, the, the post-match stuff from the match itself. Yeah. But um, um, I think um, th this is a tale of two tapes because one, you've got Sonata, who probably isn't that well-known in the States or or perhaps even people care about him in the States, the level of people care about him in Japan. And then vice versa, like Jungle Boy, if you were, a, you know, for, for us Japanese fans, they, we see Jungle Boy as a junior heavyweight. Yeah, so, that's a fair point. So him challenging for the heavyweight strap um, um, is, it, it's probably a, a weird juxtaposition to see and, and to be such a, put us forward as, as a challenge as well and I think Sonata did really well in the in the lead up to this match basically the quotes that he was saying and the things he was saying actually got me interested in the match when it was announced that this open challenge it felt so deflated because you've got the IG, IWGP heavyweight champion having an open challenge on AW television and Jungle Boy is the only one to come out yeah. not even a qualifying <laughs> match not even a, a jostling in the ring no this is big I'm going to go for it just Jungle Boy coming out and um, which I thought made the title look weak but actually Sonada did really well in his, his lead up and things he was saying which then worked really well into the match because he Jungle Boy did get his fair share of offence in and I'm guessing that that's probably because Sonata underestimated him and uh, there were a few reversals and and um, 
that was a kind of a, a story that played out that did didn't do enough. It got an all right from me. Um, and I guess uh, the post-match stuff would be next, right? Yeah. So after the match, Hook walked off with Perry and raised his arm in the aisle way. And then Perry turned uh, on him by blasting with a clothesline. And I thought this felt very early for this turn. And, and I thought they'd thrown away kind of weeks of teasing it here. And I was really surprised they went to this so... You know, you've got if you're going to do this at Wembley all out and all and we should say all out was officially announced, I think, for the first time, um, you know, the date is locked in for the Sunday after Wembley. Um, so whatever that, that is, the 3rd of September, I think it is. So they've got two shows to build to, but surely that's a, that's one of those. And that's months away. I mean, what are you talking about? So you've got July, August. It's, two, it's a solid two mm. months from Wembley, isn't it? So mm. why not do the turn halfway through that? I didn't really didn't really get that. What did you, what did you make of it? Well, this is probably a, a downside to not really following AEW all, all that much, their weekly show. I was going to defer to you that uh, was this turn on the cards? I mean, it sounds like it probably wasn't, but maybe down the line somewhere. So it, it was a turn that was a shock, but I guess probably too early more than actually, oh my God, it's happening. Yeah, I think people expected this to happen. Absolutely. Right. And they've been in things before already, but not you almost imagine like the tag team match where Jungle Boy like accidentally hits him or something like that. And it's, yeah. all, you know, or whatever or vice versa. But yeah, this was, this was too soon. Go, going back to Sonata, do you see him main event in the Tokyo Dome? Or is no, they going to take no. the title off him? So what are they going to do? Is it Osprey and Okada, do you think? Oh, I really hope so. Um, I could see I can't him. Sing. What else makes sense? So he, so G1, I could see him going through that. Um, probably that, that, I guess if you could use the word lull between G1 and build up to Tokyo Dome, yeah. um, he could probably, you normally get the champion having a real high profile defense between then. Something that is built. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and something that has happened in the G1 sets that kind of autumn period up. Um, I think they do. Yeah. They, 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 they take the, they take the title off in there, which he's had a fine run. I, I yeah. wouldn't say it's been an absolute disaster. He's had a fine run. Like you, I'm glad they gave him a run because it was always one of those. Is he going to be? Is he just the guy that that props up the division every now and then? But um, um, yeah, he he's he's not he's not walking into Tokyo Dome either, no. challenging or with that that championship around his waist. I, I can't I can't see it either. Um, so Eddie Kingston, the Young Bucks, Adam Page, Tomohiro Ishii versus John Moxley, Wheeler Yuta, Shuta Omino, Kanosuke Takeshita, I'm getting tested here with pronunciation, <laughs> and Claudio Castagnoli up next. Both entrances felt like they went on for half an hour. Uh, and I must preface this rundown of the match with that. I really don't care about this feud. The only two members of the BCC and the Elite I'm really interested in were in more important singles matches later on. Um, there was a really dumb spot uh, in this where Kingston, who had fought Moxley earlier in the match, pushed him out of the way of a Bucks double super kick and ate it himself. The Bucks absolutely love a, this conflicted storyline where they're like, they were, I remember this back in the day for Ibushi and Omega, which was like a hundred years ago in New Japan. Now yeah, just get yeah. on with it for God's sake. Um, bizarrely, Ishii got the pin in 21-27. And I'm not sure how that sets up the Elite versus Blackpool Combat Club in Blood and Guts, but perhaps they decided not to do that match, which would be lovely because I'm sick to, to, sick to my back teeth of this lot together. Um, so I would put this was just all right, but I think the crowd quite liked it. So I wouldn't be surprised if a certain favourite uncle of ours rates this quite highly. What did you think of this uh, five and five? Well, the crowd, a certain uncle and yours truly absolutely loved this match. Oh, yeah. okay, fair enough. <laughs> yes, I did. I had it as a recommend and I had given this a recommend 
um, by the fact that there are limited notes, <laughs> which normally means I'm just staring at the screen. <laughs> yes. Um, I do have a question to throw back to you, and this is one that's a little bit of a personal question. But uh -oh. so I think the Blackball Combat Club are really cool. I absolutely love them. But I, in all in all goodwill, I cannot buy a T-shirt of theirs because promoting Blackpool outside of the wrestling bubble is not a cool thing at all. No. For, our mess, for our American viewers, this is not a cool place to be promoting. <laughs> No, um, not really. It's like sorry, any listeners from Blackpool, but oh yeah, yeah. Apologies, yeah. any listeners. I'm, I'm sure it's lovely, but um, it, it, it's it, it's a place where um, anyway, I'm going to stop talking. But um, <laughs> this is the thing. I've got a dilemma. When we go to All In at Wembley, um, I don't have any AEW t-shirts. Mm. Um, I do have New Japan t-shirts. I've got some Rev Pro t-shirts. I know your policy about not wearing a T-shirt that's associated with that wrestling show you're going to. Well, would you class? Okay, go on. Because I was going to say, would on, you carry class, on, carry on. Would you class all in as as an AEW product, or is it going to be similar to Forbidden Door, where you can probably get away with wearing like an indie T-shirt? Um. Well, well, hold on. What's the indie T-shirt say? And who? It depends who's on the card, doesn't it? Are you talking about a wrestler's T-shirt or like a? Yeah. Well, I, I just don't want to disappoint you, Stephen. At all. That's why <laughs> you can wear whatever you want to, but just just know that I'll know and I'll, they'll be thought. <laughs> um, I think that. I mean, you know what? I got a lot of stick about this when I tweeted this uh, around. Uh, when would it have been Clash at the Castle weekend when I said yeah, about yes, people was, yeah. people were meeting the Undertaker in like Danahouse and T-shirts. I, I I I and I know Dan feels the same way about this. I don't get it. I can't get it. I can't understand it. Though I must be honest, I had I did wear an elite T-shirt to of all the T-shirts I could have worn. I wore this to a pro wrestling. <laughs> Di what is it? Diana. It's just called Diana. There's a long name of it at Corken Hall. So I have broken the broken the wall once myself. Okay. Um, but I think if it's if if say for example Osprey's on the card, then I think you can wear a Will Osprey shirt even if it's New Japan or whatever. Well, you can anyone can do whatever they want. Personally, I would only wear a wrestler that's either very much you know uh linked to that promotion so say you're going to see a new japan show you might wear like an antonio Inoki shirt or something like that like that's yeah. fine um but yeah i think it kind of has to be a wrestler that's on the show but you do whatever you want Callum. it's all good i just don't want to let you down Stephen. i know that look so, yeah. <laughs> well yeah. i've got a big decision to make and i'm going to wait until what's on the card because i i presume okay. osprey will be there but i must must say between osprey and punk Osprey's got to get through G1 first, which is no mean, no, no, no mean fit. I know that that's not, it's not quite as difficult on the body as it was previously, but I suspect he'll go far. I would have thought Osprey would be at least semi-finals, if not a final, if not win it. So, and that's, that's you know, you've got all that in July before August. You've got Takagi the night before. So there's no guarantees. Um, we'll get onto it, but there's no guarantees that he'll be there and or in a fe in a really featured big match. I don't know, but we'll, we'll get on to that momentarily. And the other option is CM Punk. So I suspect, you know, some of the crowd will want to lynch me if I do that, which I look forward to. Mm. Um, mm. Maybe London will be a bit, bit, bit more sensible about that, though. Uh, right, going back onto the show, Tony Storm versus Willow Nightingale for the AEW Women's World title was next. Storm was, Storm was out with Soraya and Ruby Soho, and she won in 10-24 the Storm Zero after gouging Willow's eyes. Had this between Skip and it was all right. I just don't... I get, I get why you have women on the show. Well, a nice girl is New Japan's strong women's champion, but yeah, I think this is not really for me. What did you make of this? Um, yeah, yeah, it wasn't all right for me. Um, 
I think we, we we all probably agree that Mercedes Monet would have would have been in this spot if she hadn't been injured. I, I think, think she's got so. an injury. Yeah, I think so. Um, I just I've just not been following the storylines. I, I don't watch strong um, fluttering and out of AEW. So um, it was uh, it, it was it was all right from me. It was all right. It was all right. Um, right, okay, the big one. Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay for the IWGP United States title. And I had a feeling something screw was going to happen here. Um, but I was kind of all right with that if it led to a rematch at Wembley. Um, but I, So that's kind of my mindset going into what I sort of have written, I think is the rematch, the decade. I can't think of a rematch that's a bigger deal than this. Um, Ospreay got a big and great entrance, first of all, with loads of news reports of kind of the unrest that he caused in Canada. And then him in front of a load of televisions watching clips of him and Omega. And then we got Elevated, which I let out a little screen for, which I don't really, it doesn't really make any sense, really, because Elevated is his baby face theme. So why is he healing it up to Elevated? Can you explain that? I don't know, but I sang along to it. <laughs> I know. I love Elevated so much. I actually quite like his other theme, but I don't get it. And he did this at the Tokyo Dome as well. Um, Osprey was out with Callis and two guys in masks. Uh, Osprey's healing it up. I just kind of felt it was so unnecessary because his crowd wanted to cheer him and they did, he did get some Osprey chance. Just like, I just didn't think this was needed in this. Uh, Omega was out to his old New Japan theme. Uh, and I felt at this point, like I was about to have an out-of-body experience, like genuine nerves, excitement, uh, like I was a little kid again. Uh, Callis was ejected at six minutes after trying to trip Kenny, uh, but the two jacked-up security guys remained. Uh, Omega was busted at 12.30 after repeatedly being slammed into the commentary table, which drew a Yora wanker chant to Osprey from the crowd, which was great. Um, Osprey licked some of Omega's blood from his bicep, which oh got God. a great reaction from the crowd. It was so sick. It, was, <laughs> and it he made did, me wince. <laughs> he did it in such a sensual way, wasn't oh. he? Like an, I'm sure he's an incredible lover. Um, Osprey bet... <laughs> Osprey bled at 20 minutes after being slammed into the ring steps. Uh, Omega then put the steps on the on their side and DDT'd Osprey on top of them, which I don't think I've ever seen before. Uh, and Osprey's head was then a crimson mess. Um, this was great, 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 fantastic up to this point. But unfortunately, at just under 33 minutes, Don Callis returned and the whole world groaned in unison. Um, Callis managed to pass a screwdriver to Osprey, uh, which he used on Omega when um, Omega was about to hit him in the one winged, about to hit him with the one wing. Let's <laughs> try that again. When Osprey was You're just thinking about Osprey him. being an incredible lover. I know I am. I can't, can't, that's, can't, that's the quote I can't the move past it. So Osprey <laughs> hit Omega when Osprey was up for the one winged angel. There we go. Osprey then hit the hidden blade and Stormbreaker, but Omega got his foot in the ropes. And I did think that might be it. Um, Osprey then hit the Kamagoye, followed by the Wand Winged Angel, which Kenny Omega kicked out on, kicked out of at one, which the crowd and me exploded for. I couldn't believe this. It was absolutely incredible. Um, uh, oh, crikey. Omega then kicked out of a Tiger Driver where it looked like he'd been killed. I don't know what went wrong there. Like he mm. just landed straight on his head. Um, Osprey then hit the Hidden Blade and Stormbreaker for the win to regain the United States title in 39 minutes and 38 seconds. Um, so there's absolutely nothing in there to suggest they'll run this match back at Wembley. I don't see how you get back to it. I think that's done. And they almost AEW'd this match with this with the nonsense callous stuff. The kind of boring BCC versus Elite, never-ending feud of death. More important than just letting this match be what it needs to be. You know, Kenny... Will did the job for Kenny in Japan. I don't think Kenny's going to... Tony Khan might have said, I don't want you to do this clean, but whatever. And I feel like that's what this needs to be. 
Osprey is not a heel now, is he? He's a he's a like a tweener babyface. He's not a heel. He doesn't yeah. play a heel in Japan. So a lot of this stuff didn't really make a lot of sense. Um, it's still must watch. This is still a phenomenal match. But I would put this behind their Tokyo Dome match because of the stupidness in this. Uh, and I'm not sure that it's not also behind MJF and Danielson uh, in match of the year stakes for me. But and I and I don't know how much of this is the Wembley stuff because there isn't there's no there's nothing here. I was thinking this is I kept looking at the time. Is this going to be a draw? Is there enough time here to get the other two matches done for them to go 60 minutes, or is it going to be a blood stoppage? Like, all this stuff's going through my mind to lead to this fantasy Wembley match that I don't think we're getting. Um, what did you think of all this? You know, what do you think of the match and and the booking and where they come where they go after this? Oh. Oh boy, I got a lot of notes. Um, straight off the bat, I, it's a must-watch. It was fantastic. Um, but yes, it, it did have the overbooking that didn't need to be there. Yeah, the callous stuff. Um, which I'm just going to slightly disagree with you. I think then could set up a trilogy. Do you think? Yeah, yeah. But the, but the moment of of Osprey winning at home is gone, isn't it? Unless, unless Omega wins, I, I mean, well, yes, yeah, and that, and that, and that, and that's what well, she it could. Would well, be. Do, I mean, you could do four. You could do it again at the Tokyo Dome. Yeah, but then Osprey's not in the G. But I don't. It's all. Yeah. I don't see that because I think what Osprey's going to do is I think he's going to sign with New Japan, but the, but do more AEW dates because he wants to live. He wants to live in England, so that's yeah. the contract that will pay him. I mean, I've got no idea. Four hundred thousand, four hundred thousand pounds a year, easy. He can do, go and do some feuds with AEW. The, the Japan schedule is such that quite a lot of the year is available. But surely, I mean, do you hold off him beating Okada? Because he's never they've never done that in a clean no, way no. for another year. Sorry, I'm jumping all over your... No, it's, go back. it's great. No, that's fine. Let, let, let's come back to that because maybe we can just put a little pin in the... Um, oh, we getting that trilogy at Rembley. Yeah. So, um, move of the night, that shooting star press... Uh, Osprey did onto Kenny when he was balancing on the top rope. Oh yeah. God! And and uh, I don't know if this is how AEW set the ring up before, but they have that camera that's on the top of the turnbuckles. Yeah, but it like kind of it spins, or maybe it's not detached properly. He was like, Will was like holding on to that, and that thing was like wobbling. I thought, oh, yeah, that yeah. Is not good. I for think balance. it moves around on a remote control. I think. Jeez. Okay, yeah. but he still he pulled that off, which was getting the balance for Kenny not to topple over one way but then also the balancing to get that shooting star press was i think that was the move of the of the show um and that that blood spot uh just made me wince <laughs> i'm even thinking about it now it's like he's licking his bicep like, <laughs> oh god what are you doing um osprey and hey look, look this really is coming back to him being probably a fantastic lover he wears blood so well. It's those beautiful blue eyes pop, <laughs> don't they? Yes. They just pop out of that red. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and and finally, um, uh, so Osprey hits the one-winged angel. Kenny kicks out at one. Yep. Fantastic. Um, I'm pretty sure, I believe, that now him and Ibushi are the only two that have ever hit that on Kenny. Others have tried, never succeeded. Um, Abushi has pinned Kenny with the one-winged angel. But as far as a protected move, I think now Osprey is the only one who's ever actually delivered it as well. Am I correct in thinking that? As far as I know, I think that is correct, yeah. Yeah. That is correct, yeah. yeah. 
Why I know Omega, I like I really liked him, but what's what's the thinking behind Omega? Like it's his move and he knows how to like take it in the air or something, so he does it's not so then, devastating. Uh, yeah, that that is well the lot if you go the logic of that, then just reverse it, don't let it be hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm so, I'm gonna <laughs> um, take this because I know I'm just gonna take it. Yeah, full, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, okay. I think that's where we give a little pass to suspending yes. our disbelief, yeah, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm pretty sure that now Osprey is is in that pun intentional elite uh level there and maybe well definitely that shows i think the respect that kenny has for osprey um there's always these these chat about how much they really did dislike each other leading up to the tokyo dome uh match um hey that that could blend into uh kenny giving as much as he could back to Osprey, you know, you, you're not going to get this one clean, but hey, why don't I, um, why don't I let you deliver the one-winged angel on me? I, f- I feel like it's done. I feel like it's done. Mm. Yeah. I, 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 I think all the, all the dislike was all the work. I think they've been thinking about that. I think they've been thinking about doing this for years. Um, yeah. I just feel like it's over, but sorry, Callum, carry on, carry on. Well, no, that, that leads well into the, the trilogy. So um, um, are you thinking then what punk and Osprey? Um, um, I don't know. I, I'd love that. I mean, I, I've talked on the I've talked on the show before. I think that yeah. you can do all out. We we've talked about this actually, didn't we? We mm, talked about this on, mm. the, on the recent um, UWF show that you can do all out as a. It's it is canon because things people obviously will remember it as well. But you can do just some some strange stuff that works a bit like this show, but kind of this AEW's got so much talent. If you're putting an eight eight match show on, you could have some incredible stuff that you wouldn't even think about. And there's probably some people that you know you could do what Osprey and Andrade and it would be unbelievable like there's loads yeah. of things you can do you can do whatever you want to do but I'm not sure you're going to get the only one I think and I don't think he would win the title is MJF and Osprey um oh, I don't want that yeah. yeah I mean I'm not sure I, I, I wanted Omega and Osprey I, I don't know I, I you know what I, I wouldn't surprise me at this point if Osprey just isn't in something that's featured he's, he's in like a, something stupid like a tag match or you know yeah. him and the United Empire versus some people or whatever like hit the United Empire versus Blackpool Combat Club. So, well, so I, I, <laughs> unless not. something happens on Dynamite to um, sort of suggest otherwise, and I haven't read like always with these shows, I've not really read much stuff. The only thing I've yeah. checked on is I just checked that Kenny wasn't hurt after that Tiger Driver, and that was about it. And I don't, I don't know yeah. who he's been. But yeah, I feel the match was great. It was a bit AEW. It was a bit American wrestling. It, I, I would have much prefer just a pure match, and I think you could have done that. There's, the only way to do a rematch is Kenny now says, I was cheated out of it. Let's do a rematch in your backyard in London. But then Kenny's got to win that. Is the, is it, it, it's, it's weird psychology because Osprey's the, you know, it had, it had to, for me, it had to be a draw. I think you either do something right, yeah. which is challenging on a four hour pay-per-view or you do blo- d- double blood, double blood stoppage. They're both knocked out and that leads to the rematch. Because you what. If you're presenting Osprey, if, if Osprey was really going to be that featured guy at Wembley, why are you healing him so much in Canada? I don't yeah. get that because because he can do all the stuff that he did, and that's fine. But the callous stuff, he's not going to get cheered for that. So it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me, which is annoying. But yeah, I, I just don't know where they're going, and I and I, I think the title match is going to be Adam Cole and MJF if they don't do if they don't save that for all out, and if they save that for all out, then it, whatever MJF's doing at Wembley is not losing the title. So. Um, yeah, I yeah. think I think it's sensible in that assessment. Actually, yeah, yeah, okay. Mm. But um, 
so it's a, a must watch from both of us do you do, does this get five stars oh yeah big time i mean if this is yeah. so i you know my I, I think this is behind i'm just looking at my match of the year yeah i'm yeah. sad enough to have my match of the years on my phone um <laughs> i would put this I think I'd have to watch it again, but I think it's either right in line with MJF and Brian Danielson. Um, it's it's above. I've got Omega and Bakingo at three, and Sai Kamatani and Minishikawa at four. It's, I think I would put it above both of those, um, but not not necessarily Danielson and MJF. I think I think the interference hurts it so much. I think without the Callis stuff, I think it's probably this. I think without the Callis stuff, it's, it's close to the Tokyo Dome, but I think the Callis stuff takes it down such a significant notch. I know there was a bit of silliness in the Danielson MJF with the finish, but it was it it was it was MJF. It wasn't a night. It wasn't a third party. It was MJF yeah. doing it. So yeah, yeah, that's why I put it. What, what, what would, you, would you give it all five as well? Um. Yes. Yeah, I would. Yeah. It, yeah. Similar to your uh, your your list there. Um. Th- this doesn't. This isn't um close to there the Tokyo Dome match um no. it just just suffered just a little bit from that that overbooking and and the callous stuff um when he came back out I was just um it was still fantastic I mean yeah. I was when when he was some of the spots I was audibly laughing with delight like I was really enjoying this match and I had goosebumps going into it and and all the great stuff that you want from a match and I think it delivered but um Yes, wasn't wasn't that uh, did, didn't hit the heights of their first match, and ah, oh, you've talked me around to not having the trilogy now. So, yeah. I mean, we're we're nitpicking, but we are we are talking about you know yeah. one of the best wrestling matches you're going to see this year. Uh, you know, probably one of the I don't know what you put it in. Maybe I mean in terms of North America, it's probably maybe top five, top uh, certainly definitely top ten, top you know maybe top top five matches ever in North America depending on how you know if this is all subjective but for me but mm. in terms of the you know the upper echelon stuff which I would put Omega and Osprey one just behind I'd say probably um the 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 60 minute Okada Omega draw definitely behind the Dominion one the, when Omega won that's the best match of all time as far as I'm concerned I don't think you'll ever get I don't think you can ever do a, se- a match that's 78 minutes with that story. I've said it on the podcast before. Where, where, wherever you draw the start of the line in that story, and I think the start of the line of the story is when Omega took over the Bullet Club. So you're probably talking about, what, four years to get to that point, mm. three and a half years. Mm. Um, and then the G1 match and the first match, it, it's in the mix of that. But this is this is, this is is significantly down from that. But still, you know, we're, we're, it's rarefied air we're talking about. Uh, right, yeah. let's let's move on. Sting, Darby Allen, Tetsuya Naito versus Minoru Suzuki, Chris Jericho, and Sammy Guevara. And I have to say, I was flat as a pancake going into this uh, and just wanted the main event now. Uh, Naito pinned Suzuki with a bit of a botch pin in 15 minutes and 7 seconds, which for me was way too long. Not far off a skip, but just all right for me. What did you think of the four-on-four uh, four match here? I, I did have it at a skip. Sorry, now, three-on-three, um, not four-on-four. Three-on-three. Yeah, 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 three-on-three. It... It was placed exactly what it needed to be done. I did use this as a bit of a coffee break when yes. I made another coffee. Um, it, w- it was absolutely fine. Like um, uh, There was some fun shenanigans going on, all positive stuff. Um, if, you, if you were watching this live, of course, you, you just use it as a break or, or just kind of de-escalate from what you've just seen and, and getting ready for the main event. But if you're watching this back, I don't think you need to watch this match. That's why I no. labelled it as a skip. In the arena, 
what are we doing here? We're watching Jericho's entrance sing along, we're watching Suzuki's entrance sing along, and then we're going to get, we're going for our last we of the night. And if the beers are still open, we're going to <laughs> one more beer for the main event. And that's it. And that is what this yeah. was. Uh, so on to our main event, um, Danielson versus Kazuchika Okada. And Danielson was out to final countdown in the nod to his RH days. Um, and I, I did read something about this, that, that Tony Khan have said that this, the amount of money it cost him to have this, he's just got the rights for one night, but it is, it's in perpetuity on this show. So this will always be on, you know, if DVDs are a thing, oh, okay. the fight version, any future network is on the show. But he said it was a rest of salary, essentially, to get this for a night. So you're talking a high, high five figures or low six figures, I would have thought, for one wow, night. Wow, that's cool. Oh, yeah, that's good for one night. Though. So, yeah, yeah, a bit more daddy's cash being spent. Um, <laughs> there was an enormous ovation for Ricardo when his music hit. Um, I'm just not sure about this one. In that I think it was lacking something that wrestling really needs to be at that top level, which Omega and... Uh, uh, Omega and Osprey had, which is an emotional attachment to the outcome. This is a pure dream match with little or no build, really possible even. Uh, what we got was fine. Um, not must watch for me, but recommend, and that's that. And, and I was really surprised that Danielson, I think probably because Osprey beat Omega, Danielson tapped Okada in 27.40 to win the main event, which is a, kind of a weird finish. Um, yeah, this this is, a, this is underwhelming for me. What did you think of the main event? I, it was such a different match to Osprey and Omega. And I think I was still coming down from that. Mm. Um, it was, oh, I was, I was happy that it went on last. I think it deserved to go on last. Um, it was very smooth, very technical. It was a, I did think it was a beautiful thing to watch. Mm. Um, um, Okada loves a, a, a rail spots isn't he? he always for those big matches always does a little rail guard spot which i yeah. think is fun um yes this isn't um maybe that's sacrilege to say that we're not saying it's a must watch because what a dream match it is yeah it wasn't um, no i don't think was it just a smidgen below must watch um i'm um, quite a bit below must watch actually okay okay yeah. I, I would probably if maybe... we we're doing star ratings i'd probably go no further than 4.25 for this 4. it may 25. be fine yeah yeah the the finish i mean the tap out was came out of nowhere yeah. I, I did not expect that and um i actually quite looking back on it now and you know we are really doing an instant reaction because we've only just finished watching in the last however many minutes that we jumped on um probably this isn't the end um th th this isn't the end of this i really do think that Danielson needs to get over to New Japan. He's been shouting about this for so long. I don't know why mm. it hasn't happened properly. Uh, probably, uh, properly. Sorry. Um, so I think that they get another match in them, and they do it on Japanese soil. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could again. We're, we're debating where. The, I mean, you could have Sonata as champion and do something with Osprey there, and do a dream match with presumably that have Danielson available for when it what day of the week is the tokyo dome this year Ooh, great um, question because that that does have um some some bearing on it uh so january the 4th thursday is a thursday so that's that's challenging for dynamite um but uh, i suppose it kind of is what it is i suspect you'll have danielson yeah. and omega at, at tokyo dome maybe moxley as well so uh, you can't kind of do whatever you want but i must be honest i'm not massively up for this again i would say i feel like it's done it was it was underwhelming do i need to see it again you know do mm. i need to see this at the tokyo dome i'd like to see danielson in, in japan but i probably would prefer wrestle someone else i think 
And that's, that sounds yeah. weird, isn't it? But it just, wasn't, it, it just wasn't there. Is this? Should this have gone on last then? Maybe no, I don't think it should have last. done. But then you got it's an AEW. I know it's an AEW New Japan, but it's an AEW show, really. Yes. And you don't want to. Yeah, they don't, yeah. Tony Khan didn't want to end the show with Osprey, but Osprey and Omega was the main event. But they, but they, it's just been weird the last couple of weeks in that the, the stuff with Callis and it just didn't feel quite right. And it's almost like they announced it and it was like this massive kind of peak. And then they mm. somehow managed to bring it down a bit before the before the match. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I um, have you got anything else to add on this match before we go into our thoughts overall on the on the show? No, 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 no. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, as a show overall, um, it didn't have the super emotional ending that Stardom's All-Star Grand Queendom did, um, nor WrestleMania Night One. Um, and that said, uh, this was this was this was a good show, no doubt, very good show overall. Um, and I was going backwards and forwards in my minus so whether to give it seven point seven five or eight. I gave WrestleMania Night One an eight out of ten. This wasn't as good as WrestleMania Night One, I would say. Um, so I'm going seven point seven five out of ten for AW, AEW New Japan Forbidden Door 2023. What would you? What are your final thoughts on the show, and what would you give this out of ten? I um, I'm giving this seven out of ten. I'm giving this wow, seven you're out of lower 10. than me. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was interested. I was, I was weird when you you just gave it the extra points there. Um, good, great, and then good. I I think the um the tale of the story was um. It was a really well built. I think it was better built than last year, probably because of all the yeah. injuries that happened last year. It seemed to be a very co- um, coherent build on both sides of the um, um, of the Pacific. I, I I enjoyed the build that, that both promotions were were bringing to this. Um, and well, yeah, you know those those two dream matches uh, at the you know the the Osprey and Okada and um, sorry. Osprey and Omega, Okada, Danielson were a slam dunk. And then I feel that you could have just put anything on the undercard and it would yeah. been great. And, and, it, and it was. I really enjoyed this. Um, it was not a slog to get up and uh, uh, call it a seven to watch this. But, um, yeah, just a few things that just didn't didn't tip it to be that incredible All-time uh, show, event. was it? All-time yeah. show. Yeah. 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 Indeed, Callum. Where we, it's Wembley is next. Two months, Wembley Stadium. Yes. We're, yes. we're we're on the road to Wembley now, so that is very very exciting. I just hope, I just hope they don't bodge it. I just hope they don't bodge it. You can't bodge. No, you can't. You can't. Bodge. Seventy thousand people. It will be in the end. Plus, just don't bodge it, please, Tony Khan. Don't bodge it. Because, yeah. You know, we've waited a long time for this. Um, I already feel a bit funny about All Out being the week afterwards. So we don't want a glorified house show. Don't you? This has got to be. Now, this is a massive thing. So, I mean, we we still don't know about TV stuff, but I'm I'm assuming this will be shown live somewhere in England or United Kingdom on television. Mm. But I don't know that for. I mean, no one knows at the moment. But yeah, yeah. Um, let's just yeah, I let's think, just hope they, the booking is good leading into that show. Yeah, and just one last one on the on the all in. I mean, they could have if they wanted to do a glorified house show. They had Craven Cottage there. They could have just. Book that. That's money they're paying themselves and filled it with. I mean, how 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 much would uh, Craven Cottage hold? Well, they've got some problems with um. There was some there were some problems with logistics there, and also one of the stands oh. can't be fully open. So I think I think for wrestling with an with an aisle way, you're probably talking about twenty two, twenty three thousand. But what they've done is obviously they've built right. this as a massive show and sold a load of tickets. But they've never said this is on pay per view. They've never said. Well, it's not going to be on pay-per-view in the States, I don't think. 
and they've never right. said anything about the TV. They've just said this is all they've said. They've not advertised a single match or a single person. There's some people on the poster. What are we going to get? Oh. Heard, you know, you hear Dave Meltz talking about this is the biggest show that they've ever done. You know, everything should be about. Dave was on and on and on about Omega and Osprey should be the main event of All In and Osprey should win the title and it should be about the Davy Boy Smith finish at Wembley. And it doesn't matter if, if Osprey's not signed to AEW because he'll be around enough and you can build this as your UK star and on and on and on. Are we all just living in cloud cuckoo land about what is the priority for this company? They've sold all these tickets. They've got a pay-per-view in their, in their home market, Chicago, the week afterwards. I don't know. I don't want to be negative, but I just, I did don't think the end of Kenny and Will was a good sign for this show, but mm. fingers crossed, mm. fingers crossed Dynamite on Wednesday. There is a way to book this that you can have key matches, you know, a number one contenders match on the all-in show, a title match on, on the all-in show, and they're all, all four of them are interlinked, and then you build to the, to the show the week afterwards, but you can have a title change on the show that we're at, and I think you should do that, but we'll see. Anyway, Callum, thank you very much for getting up early and watching uh, Forbidden Door 2023. Uh, thank you all for listening. Keep your eye on our socials for uh, details of our next show, which will be UWF, the final year, episode seven. Yeah, episode seven. So we're nearing the end. Um, until then, thanks again for listening. We should speak to you again very, very soon. When I was just a little girl I ask my mother, what will I be? Will I be pretty? Will I be rich? Here's what she said to me. Que sera, sera, whatever will be, will be. The future's not ours to see. Que sera, sera, what will be, will be. When I grew up and fell in love I asked my sweetheart what lies ahead Will we have rainbows day after day? Here's what my sweetheart said Que sera, sera Whatever will be, will be The future's not ours to see Que sera Said what will be, will be. Now I have children of my own. They ask their mother, what will I be? Will I be handsome? Will I be rich? I tell them tenderly. Que sera, sera, whatever will be. Que sera, sera, what will be?